Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. episode, we're going to look at some more attributes of God, and specifically, we're going to discuss the doctrine of divine simplicity, or in other words, in plain English, God as a mind. Now, we may ask the question or have heard the question asked before, what kind of thing is God? And this is a philosophical question just as much as it is a theological one. And often we see both in Christian circles and in, in other religious circles or, or in general, God is defined in the negative, which is to say that he is defined by what he is not or what he is not like. And for instance, we often think of God in terms of what he can't God can't lie. He can't sin. He isn't vindictive. He isn't unjust in the ways that we, we see and experience people treating each other. But we can also define God positively, both from Scripture and also philosophically in terms of what he actually is and is like. So obviously we would want to start with some scriptural observations. We see in Scripture that God is spirit. We see that he is holy. Uh, It's one of the things that in John's vision and revelation that the uh, seraphim and the elders are constantly singing around God is that he is holy. We also see that God is personal. He speaks to individuals. He directs and has specific intentions for individuals' lives in Scripture which is part of his overarching plan for humans and for for all of creation. And so we see all kinds of things about God in Scripture that are positive, that that is to say we we can confirm that he is like certain things. And we can also confirm these scriptural observations with uh, philosophical argumentation and, and observations. For instance, we can say, in confirmation that God is spirit, which is what we see in scripture, that we know scientifically and philosophically that all matter and material had a beginning point. There was a point in time at which the the Big Bang happened, and that is, scientifically speaking, the beginning of space and of matter, energy, you name it, chemistry, all the basic building blocks of everything that we see and observe in the material world and universe. And so if God exists, he would have preceded the creation of the material uh, world. And therefore, God himself can't be material because all matter and material came into being at the beginning of the universe. And so God would exist necessarily outside of that and then be a spirit or an immaterial being, just like what we see in Scripture. Also, we can say philosophically that God, if he exists, would be superior to us in every way, that he would never be inferior to his creation. And in a way, this idea or concept sort of snuggles up right next to what we see in Scripture about God being holy. 
that God is morally perfect and that in every way his attributes are the superlative of those attributes. There is no such thing or no I, no way in which a being could be more holy or more just or more loving than God. And so God would be superior in every one of his attributes to any of his creation. And we also see that just philosophically, the universe beginning to exist actually points to a personal creator. This is something that we discussed a few weeks ago with the Kalam cosmological argument, that episode on, that we did on that, where this idea of the universe having a beginning actually implies that there is a personal creator behind it all. Because if the universe beginning was something that could have happened but didn't, then the question would be, why didn't it? And it implies a choice to begin the universe. In other words, either the universe always had to exist, or it didn't always have to exist, and so the fact that it exists implies that at some point, someone chose to make it exist. And so the fact that the universe isn't eternal is a very strong indication that not only is there a creator, but that that creator is personal. So God is a being that is necessarily, that means he must be these things, immaterial, timeless, because time came into existence with the universe, spaceless, for the same reasons, personal, as we just discussed, and immeasurably powerful and intelligent. And there's really only one thing that would fit all of those criteria, and that would be something like an unembodied mind. So it would philosophically and theologically be accurate to conceive of God as a mind without a body. And because God is a mind without a body, because God doesn't have parts that uh, make him up as a mind, that also makes God incredibly simple. Now, that's not to say that God is simplistic, not by a long shot. The, the thoughts that the mind of God entertains are far beyond anything that you or I could ever conceive of in terms of complexity and breadth and scope. But the idea of what kind of thing God is Theologians and philosophers would say a mind, which consists of no smaller moving parts, nothing that can be broken down further than what it is, makes God very simple. And this idea of divine simplicity is actually one of the core attributes of what we mean when we talk about God. So when you think about God, I want you to think of him as an unembodied mind, because that is the, the closest thing that we know of that would fit all of the criteria that we see about God's attributes, both in terms of what he has revealed to us scripturally and also what sort of attributes we just happen to arrive at when we do the philosophical legwork to consider just how we may have come into being as creatures and also just as part of the universe 